welcome back. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you being here, you beautiful souls. And if you're new here, welcome. I'm so glad you decided to stop by and check it out. The holidays can be a multitude of things, right? And being alone can certainly be one of them. And this may be the first time you've ever had to navigate the holidays solo, which is why I want to talk about that today. But before we do, please let me introduce myself. Hi there, my name is Dr. Kelly Ray, and I am a mindset coach counselor, notably known as the Inner Critic Tamer, and I'm passionate about helping others just like you and me navigate through things that we don't necessarily like to to blast out to the world that we're struggling with, but we know that we want to be better. So we continually to do this thing called personal growth. And I am obsessed with teaching others how to tame their inner critic. So often our mindset, our thoughts, our past habits, behaviors, our way of growing up and stuff can sometimes have a negative impact on it. And that's what I like to link this inner critic to. And I love being able to teach others how to understand the languaging, one, for this inner critic, and two, more importantly, how to tame that rascal so that you can live your vibrant life. During this episode, we're going to be talking about ways to make the holiday season more fruitful if you're following flying solo this year. So let's dive right in. As always, I love for you to get out a piece of paper, pen, pencil, crayon, whatever it is you got, and write some of these things down. You can write all of them down. Doesn't mean you have to do them all, but do the ones that resonate with you or that you feel that you can actually take hold of and do something with it. Because I'm telling you, these things can make a difference in your life. So let's get this out of the way first. Being alone over the holidays doesn't mean you're unloved or failing a life. Connecting with people in person may be a challenge and seeing loved ones, especially if they live far away, again, may not be an option. Maybe this is a year that you've lost some special people in your life and it can make you have those feelings of being alone. And as the holidays grow closer each day, it's understandable if you're kind of anticipating feeling lonely. As a society, we've gotten used to the nostalgic images of holidays, being full of family, food, maybe travel, and quality time. If the picture changes or one of the aspects is missing, something feels off. Childhood memories of feeling together and having loved ones close can accentuate feelings of loneliness. And it's to be noted that loneliness is a normal feeling, not necessarily one you want to get stuck in, but nonetheless, a normal feeling we can all experience throughout life. (coughs) Excuse me. Socially and culturally, this idea of being surrounded by loved ones is reinforced and 
when you are alone or even not alone but still feeling lonely, this difference in expectation can make you feel quite lonely. I know that word's being used a lot here, but I don't, I don't have another word right at the moment that I can interject here for you. But I think you understand what I'm saying. Again, I know people that are in relationships, long-term marriages that suddenly feel alone right now. These holidays can be very triggering for things like that. So again, this isn't just for somebody who's single or somebody who's just recently lost someone or whatever it may be. This is for anyone who might be feeling and experiencing being alone or feeling alone. Again, whether in a relationship or not, some of these things take to heart and try implementing them for yourself so you can get through this holiday season, right? Because in truth, friends, the holiday season is very short compared to the vibrant life that you can choose to live. For many, the holidays have a tendency to drudge up past sadness. Individuals often have time away from work or fewer distractions and may begin to ruminate about lost relationships or loved ones who have passed away. Also, this is a time of year where post-traumatic symptoms may rise and worsen around the holidays and excavate. (laughs) I could spend a whole episode trying to say that word correctly. Feelings of loneliness. I can't stress enough that spending this time alone isn't something to blame yourself for. Being alone for the holiday is simply a statement about your environment at the moment, not your ability or your worth. And I would highly recommend talking to someone professionally who can help you navigate through this period of time if you're struggling with these feelings. Whether it's myself or someone else in my profession, it can be just the support you need to manage these thoughts, these feelings, these emotions that might feel overwhelming. One last thing I'd like to add is you could also be feeling alone, again, as I mentioned earlier, in a relationship or living with other people, which we can certainly talk about those feelings of loneliness in another episode, but I mention it here again because what I'm sharing could be beneficial and helpful for you as well because sometimes we can just inadvertently get caught up in our feelings and kind of lose sight of our life, lose sight of what it is that we want, lose sight of where we want to go. It can take us down a spiral turn that we don't necessarily want to go down but we're there. So implement some of these things I'm going to share with you to help you help yourself get through this period of time. Again, it's just a short period of time. So now let's look at some actionable steps that you can take to feel fulfilled during the holidays. One, treat yourself in a memorable or nostalgic way. As long as you're not spending outside your budget or doing something inadvisable, it's perfectly fine to treat yourself to this holiday season. It could be by diving into a book you've been 
eager to read but haven't had the time or taking a weekend or holiday getaway to your favorite spot or taking the day off to relax. We live in such a hustle culture that we forget what relaxing feels like. Oftentimes we turn around and say, if we're relaxing, that, oh, I'm just lazy because we've conditioned ourselves that we must be going 24-7. Physically, we're not supposed to be doing that. So maybe take this time to carve out some relaxation. Taking care of yourself can go a long way towards protecting your emotional health. Look, if you don't get enough sleep consistently, you're walking around almost as if you're in an inebriated state, which then creates brain fog, causes us to not have quick reflexes, causes us to not make good decisions for ourselves. So take some time to make sure that you're taking care of your mental, emotional, and physical health. That's that's a message for year-round, but specifically around this time of year, it's very important. Show yourself some self-compassion, some gratitude. Maybe do some positive affirmations to help improve with self-esteem and decrease feelings of loneliness in the long run. Look, I can tell you one of the things that your inner critic does is they magnify that feeling of loneliness and and will create images and thoughts in your heads of all the reasons why you're lonely. And it serves no purpose to entertain those outrageous feelings and thoughts because they don't lead anywhere towards vibrancy. They don't lead anywhere towards optimal health. They don't lead anywhere towards creating a life for yourself and with family and friends or substitute families, people that you consider families or your fur baby animals that are going to cause you to be feeling any better than loneliness. I do understand this. I know what it's like to get caught up in that feeling of loneliness. It feels hopeless. It feels depressing. It feels heavy. It feels exhausting. And it just does a number on your brain that doesn't move you any further. In fact, it just steeps you further and further into a hole of sadness, which then causes people to gain weight, lose excesses weight, lose any muscle tone because you're not out moving, causes sleep fatigue because you could be sleeping too much to cause that fatigue. There's so many things that I implore you to take this time if you're going solo to really make it a point to show yourself some care. Number two, remember what and who you still are. It's easy to fixate on who you can't be with over the holidays and forget about the ones you can be with. Actively work on growing your relationship with one or two people you can rely on. This means you may be the one that needs to reach out and call create a zooming time or facetiming event with them talk about your feelings strengthen in your bond and be willing to be vulnerable with them 
you are far more from the only person feeling lonely this holiday season. I know it's personal to you as it's personal to every single person who's feeling those feelings of loneliness. And you may be surprised how eager others are to connect if you give them a chance. Look, all these lonely people can't be walking around not reaching out, making connections. That just, again, intensifies those feelings of loneliness. This is a way to help yourself. Be willing to reach out. You may not be aware that you're somebody who doesn't necessarily reach out to other people, that you're just always kind of dependent on them reaching out to you. It's a two-way street. You have to be willing to reach out as well. Number three, set whatever tone you want. One of the best things about being an adult is that you make the rules, mostly, there's no one way the holidays should look for everyone. And an upside to spending the holidays alone is that you get to decide exactly what you want that to look like. So feel free to enjoy your potato pancakes or your stuffed turkey or tacos instead of Christmas ham as you blare songs your family members could never tolerate. I mean, have some fun with this. Seriously, on the other hand, don't feel like you have to be in a celebratory mood. If you're sad or disappointed to spend the holiday alone, let yourself feel those feelings and process them in whatever way makes you feel like you're moving forward. Again, sometimes I caution people to feel too not get caught too much in their feelings because again we get stuck in that loop mode but when we process through them and ways to do that would be maybe start journaling start journaling out these feelings so the thoughts get out of your head out of that loop mode they go on paper they don't have to go anywhere you don't have to do anything with them you don't have to reread them you can actually burn them if you want just you know, so that they're not there anymore, but the thoughts are not in your head. Making art or taking a walk while you allow your body to release some of these feelings. I, I've done that before, honestly. I've done that. I've gone on walks where I've just cried because I needed to get that stuff out of my system. And honestly, at first I was worried about, man, what if somebody drives by and sees me like some crazy person walking down the street crying? And then it was like, I don't care. Should I care so much about what they think seeing me do this? Or do I care more about feeling better? I cared about feeling better. So be willing to maybe do something uncomfortably so that you can feel better. Number four, create a new tradition and if you have an, a substitute family, again, maybe you're not with your immediate family. Maybe some of your immediate family's passed on. Maybe you have, there's some strain between that. Whatever. I mean, this is not new, right? We all know or have either been in or know people who have been in situations where they have estranged family members or, you know, you're in a relationship that's not working out the way you'd like it to work out right now. This is not, again, something new to other to anyone. But my point is create your own makeshift family somehow if you want to do that. Get people you love 
either in person or again over some kind of video chat. I mean, golly, how awesome is that, that we have that technology nowadays to have that kind of connection and decide collectively, decide on some new activities or traditions to start as a group of souls that are gathering together. It could be an epic virtual game night, a dance party using your favorite playlist or creating your own top chef competition and trying out new recipes to see which ones will make it on next year's menu. Just because you aren't with blood relatives doesn't mean you're away from family. Number five, reset expectations. Whether it's dinner at your aunt's house every year or pie from the bakery in your hometown, you probably associate certain traditions with holidays. But if the last few years has taught us anything, it's how to be flexible and embrace the unexpected. Try to find joy in trying something new, like trying the pie from the bakery near your apartment. That always looked good and you hadn't had a chance to try it yet. Number six, volunteer your time. Look, it's easy to sit at home and feel sorry for yourself, but why not get up and help others instead? There's a bonus to that. You can even do that from the comfort of your own couch or bed if you want to. Again, we've become an incredibly uh, diverse body of humans of how we can serve in ways that never before technology has afforded us so many ways to connect, so many ways to um, reach out that, you know, we didn't have those advantages before. Take advantage of that and make a difference in someone else's life. You'd be amazed at how much it makes you feel good to know that maybe you help someone else. Whether you're remote or in person, helping others can combat loneliness. It is another way to feel connected to other people and makes for an opportunity to meet new people surrounding a cause that you care about. I'll give you an example. My friend Susie, she uh, volunteers at a Christmas tree farm. She's been doing that for the last few years or so. And this year she did it again. And this year she got to showcase some of her um, pepper jelly jam she does. Eh. If you know anything about Susie, you know what an amazing cook she is. Anyway, uh, somehow she found out about someone who was in need. A, sounds like a single mom with two little kids who was in need of a Christmas tree. And so she had just, you know, reached out to her network of people. And next thing you know, it's a whole community of people that are pitching in, you know, five bucks, 10 bucks here, 20 bucks there, whatever. But collectively as a body of people, they have been able to successfully procure a tree, trimmings for the tree, and things for the kids and the mom to put under the tree for Christmas. And I can tell you as a collective body of people, one, the teamwork together, how excited they were to just bounce off one another about what they could do. And two, the feeling of 
pure joy and that feeling of what the holiday season means to help someone else in need, to allow them to have a special moment, priceless. It's not too late to do that. We're still only in the beginning of December. Maybe maybe that's something that you can um, generate in your network of people and see how that doesn't make you feel connected and purposeful and good about yourself. Number seven, practice hospitality. Why not also do something nice for the people around you? It can be as small as leaving a little treat or a note. Choose a dish that always makes you happy at this time of year or a recipe you've been eager to try and share it with your neighbors. I know I do that with my neighbors. I have great neighbors and it feels like a family to me, the things that we get to share with one another and do with one another. And it's just, it doesn't have to be a big thing. Even just give them a Christmas card or just a little, again, a little treat. Maybe homemade soup with it being cold outside. Whatever it may be. There's just something amazing that happens when we give like that. Number eight, get in touch with your spiritual side. Take time to think about what the holidays mean to you. And again, if you're struggling with that or, you know, reminiscing over holidays in the past not being good memories, then you, beautiful soul, have the opportunity to create and choose another reality for your holidays. That's the beauty that our brain allows us to do is we have that. And so maybe this year that's what you do is you redefine what you want them to look like for you this year and possibly moving forward into next year. It's also a great time to um, start planning for the next year. What kind of goals do you want to reach? What kind of things do you want to achieve? What kind of, where do you want to go? It's a great time to kind of start jotting some of those things down so that January 1st, you're not like, oh my gosh, I haven't even done this yet. Look, we're not looking for New Year's resolutions here. We're looking for the life you want to create for yourself for next year. And this would be a great time to, to do that. Perhaps this is a time to try some introspective reading on some spiritual books that you've always been kind of curious about. It may not be your particular faith, but maybe you've also kind of been curious about something else. It's a great opportunity to take and start studying those. And if you're looking for some recommendations you know some books that I love is one The Prophet by Khalil Gibran and then When Things Fall Apart by Pima Chodron and Wise Heart by Jack Cornfield. great things oh, so many more I mean I could give you a gazillion books but I would love for you to share with me books that you've read or that you intend to read because or listen on tape whatever I know more people are doing the audios but whatever that may be, because I would love to be able to have some new reads too. Number nine, be strategic and consistent about combating loneliness. There are so many little ways to create a connection with others. 
exercise and engage in an activity where you will interact with other people. If you join a group or a class that meets the same day and time consistently, you will begin to experience a sense of belonging and feeling connected to others. Again, there's so many people who have I'm learning over the years don't even celebrate the holidays, but that doesn't mean that they still don't get together and do something. I mean, I see people not just uh, gathering for meals. I see people out playing soccer, doing walks, anything. What? Everything doesn't have to be the same every year because every year is not the same. Number 10, start a gratitude journal for the holidays. I am a huge fan of a gratitude journal any time of the year. It doesn't matter, but... You know, if this is new to you, then I'm going to suggest that you do that. There's something undeniably freeing about releasing your thoughts onto paper. I recommend creating a short journal entries daily with letters to yourself with complimentary messages. Also being grateful for whatever the day brought for you. I advise you to keep this journaling fluid, fun, and creative. You can rejoice about any small victories. I have one client who, since she has been doing her creative journaling, has become very artistically creative with hers. She not only writes in it, but she decorates it, uses watercolor paints, stickers, anything that makes her feel good or represents whatever the day of her journaling was. And, you know, some days aren't good, but it didn't matter. It felt as a way for her, she reports that it's in some ways feels very therapeutic to do it in this very creative way. So do it your way, whatever that is. Number 11, share your appreciation of the people in your life. When was the last time that you thanked your barista for always adding that little extra shot in your coffee? or whatever it may be, taking the time to even just slip them a little note, writing a letter to a friend, a family member, somebody, maybe an old boss that just made something in your life better, feel a certain way, send that to them. Look, we don't need to say these things at graveside. Wouldn't you rather hear now? how you've made some impactful impression on someone's life rather than when you're not. Think about the joy. Think about the moment that they read how they made an impact on your life, what that may make them feel. Because maybe they're alone this year and you have no idea. And this could just be the thing that brightens their day. Writing thank you letters to loved ones and simply thanking people could release neurochemicals responsible for happiness, motivation, and the alleviation of stress. Nothing wrong with feeling good, even if you're feeling alone. Thanking others also allows you to appreciate the small things in life and live life mindfully. Twelve, have a TV or streaming marathon. 
There's nothing wrong with escaping into something entertaining. Indulging in fictional world is a good distraction to combat loneliness. Rewatch your favorite TV show or start a joyous holiday fan favorite. And again, be mindful that this is a short distraction and not to become a habit for avoiding your emotions. Number 13. Last one. Attack the day. Every day that you wake up and set a goal, even just a little one, is a win. If it's get up and take a shower today, it's a win. You put that on your gratitude journal. I'm grateful I got up and took a shower today. Plus, creating a reliable pattern is a good distraction from the abnormal. Look, again, the world continues to be a little wonky. And we're coming out of that for sure. But you know what? The world will remain wonky if we remain thinking that the world is wonky. Right? So you have the opportunity to create a a day of a routine and a habit that sets you up for success in spite of whatever wonkiness comes along. Routine and consistency are truly the key. Filling your days. In therapy, it's called behavioral activation. It gives you less time to ruminate on negative thoughts and feelings. This is another reason I'm a huge proponent of being physically active. In that physical activity that you choose to do, dance, walk, run, skip, I don't care, jump rope, whatever you want to do, lift weights, it does something to allow the chemical reactions within your brain to create that feeling of less stress, that feeling of that dopamine of, okay, I, you know, I can go on, I can do this feels refreshing. You may not like it when you get into it, but I can promise you by the end of it, you should feel better than when you started. Lastly, as we wrap up this week's episode, I want to remind you that being alone doesn't equate to gloom and doom. And the holidays are only for a short period of time. I encourage you to give yourself permission to do any number of the things I shared today. And if you know someone who is solo this year, conspire to do something together with them, whether they're near or far. Also, be willing to share this podcast with them because this just may be the thing that they're needing to hear to help them get through their solo season. If you have found this helpful or would like more topics like this or know someone who could use a little extra support, again, I encourage you, one, to reach out and schedule some time with me. I'm going to share ways that you can do that. I'm also going to encourage you to follow and share this podcast. One, follow so that you get notified every single week when a new episode drops. And two, sharing with a friend that just may be the thing that they need, even if they're not telling you that they need it. Because a lot of times when we're emotionally struggling, we usually don't tell other people about it. We usually keep that as an inside job. So sharing with them may just be the gift that they needed, but didn't know it until you shared. Lastly, here's some ways that you can schedule some time with me or... um, Let me know of some episode ideas that you would like me to talk about. 
I'm on Instagram at Ask Dr. Kelly Ray. Kelly Ray is spelled K-E-L-L-Y-R-A-E. I'm on Facebook at Dr. Kelly Ray B. B is in brown. I'm on TikTok at Dr. Kelly Ray. My website is drkellyray.com. And my email is drkellyray at gmail.com. Until next week, please know I send you so much love.